wine today. I know. I thought this thing on that Linda was like... Linda has a World War II jumpsuit on today. <laughs> like, you know, for those days when you have to uh, run errands with your kids, but you got to jump out of plane at one. <laughs> <laughs> for those days, right? It's one of those days. Yeah. This was now, let's go back a few years. I got laid off from my job. Mm. And um, yeah, so everybody doesn't know the story. I got laid off from my job from a financial services firm I was working for. Mm -hmm. And in that, I began looking for another job, um, you know, start searching for jobs on monster.com and filling out job applications and all this. And, and in this, I'm kind of praying for a new job. And I feel like God says, eh. I don't want you to look for a new job. I'm like, all right, that's that's interesting advice. That's that's interesting. That's that doesn't odd. sound right. Um, I got a wife who likes to eat and live indoors, and I likes really to love not camping. Buy some shoes, <laughs> and um, you wouldn't believe how much I love not camping. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I was just feeling like, all right, this is very odd. Um, what do I do with this? I'm like, Lord, what am I supposed to do if I don't look for another job? And mm -hmm. At the time, I had started this blog six months earlier uh, that um, actually, I guess at the time I got laid off, it was 12 months. And I'd been working on it and really trying to make turn it into a side hustle that was generating some decent income. And that wasn't working very well. At that point, it was generating $100 per month, which isn't bad, like to have some extra spending money. But right. um, if that's it, the primary source of income was... for our family, like that's not ideal. And um, and after working on it for a year, the fact that you're making $100 a month, I'm like, all right, this is not a promising career path. I don't <laughs> think this is where I should go. But um, but I sensed that God was leading us there. Mm -hmm. And I sensed that he wanted me to work full time yeah. on our business or on yeah. this blog business thing. And yeah, and you were on board, like an awesome, amazing Yeah, and this was in 2007. Wife. Yeah, it was a while when... ago. No one was really, I mean, people were blogging, but it was like, dear diary. <laughs> it was very... Not many people were making a full-time income right. from a blog at that point. Yeah. But, you know, having your support was really, really helpful. But at the end of the day, I think we both knew that it was God mm -hmm. and we were supposed to yeah. do it. <laughs> and so this was just the adventure. We knew of, we had to. We got to go out and do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so... From that point, I stopped looking for a job um, and started working on the blog a little bit. And people would ask me, because like we, I had a few month period uh, before the, I was officially laid off from when I knew I was going to be laid off to when I was officially laid off. And coworkers would ask me, "All right, did you find a job yet? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?" And it's like relatives, relatives, and I would like, uh, and I would, like do everything <laughs> to avoid this conversation yeah. because it's like I was so embarrassed and I felt like such an idiot. Um, I remember going to a wedding. I don't know who was there, but it was like somebody that your parents knew were like, well, I got a friend who's looking for somebody, you know. And it was, yeah, I remember you just being like, I don't need it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no. And it was just so embarrassing. It's, like, it's nice. It's nice that they're like thinking of you and trying to help. But it was also like you, there was nothing to really I knew do what I was other than, do, yeah, just right? obey and... Um, it up. So, but the point is, I was just embarrassed because it was it was this faith step that we were following God and felt just so crazy. Didn't mm -hmm. know, yeah, just didn't know what to do um, other than just obey and just mm -hmm. do what He asked us to do. So, 
Anyway, all that to say, in all this, I had come out of working in corporate America. My final job, I was making 16 or $18 an hour. I guess it would have been 36000 a year. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I was making when I got laid off. And, uh, and I had been in that environment for six, seven years at that point. And, um, you know, I had a pretty solidly locked in number of my value and my worth. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, which this brings up a whole other conversation. There, there's but a lot here. There's a lot here. Yeah, but, let's keep going. So this was like deeply ingrained in you know because this corporate structure and this whole you know get your three percent raise each year like thing uh, just really drilled that into me really deeply. And so mm-hmm. that this is what I'm worth. I am worth eighteen dollars an hour. That this is the value that I have to offer to the world. So within that, I somewhere whatever a month or two into this journey. A friend of mine who was a little bit older, running really successful business, reached out and basically said, "Hey, um, I'd love for you to come work for me." And um, yeah, that was a big moment. And I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome! This, this is awesome! Is, this is the answer to prayer! This yeah. is it! Blah 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 blah! All this stuff." So uh, <laughs> I didn't even pray about it. I just <laughs> told him yes, and mm-hmm. we immediately started talking about salary and stuff like that, and. No, and I and was immediately like, yeah, do it, do it. I know, this we were great. both like so we excited. Were excited. Um, but anyway, yeah, so there's multiple layers and pieces to this story and lessons here and all this. But th- for the purposes of this particular episode and what we're <laughs> talking about here, I he asked me, you know, all right, well, how much do you charge to do whatever? It was some like website work or something like that. Honestly, it was something that I was really excited to do. He was a great guy I would have loved working with. Well, and I think it was something you were going to be good at too, right? Something, yeah, natural aptitude yeah. towards like all this stuff. And you really enjoy excitement to learn. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, so he asked me like what I would, what I would charge. And I said um, $25 an hour. I mean, this was my like big, bold leap of I'm going from $18 up to $25 an hour. Like, <laughs> And and I was like nervous to kind of say that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I mean, what if you think yeah. that's too high or whatever? But like so, we were talking about this beforehand. You're like, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and so reaction. I didn't know if he'd be like, that's just way too high. I'm gonna go find somebody else type of thing. And so I, you know, which I was really nervous because it's like, you I know. have this blog that's making a hundred dollars a month. Like I need <laughs> the income. Like, you know, so like twenty five dollars an hour would be insane. Yeah, that would have been point. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so I remember telling him that and just like waiting to hear his response and then he like kind of laughed and chuckled a little bit and then like got (laughs) quiet and and i realized um in this like he thought i was joking um because it was so cheap low yeah he thought and i'm like this is fascinating (laughs) you know i mean this is such a good lesson here i don't know if you're gonna get here but like think about the idea of a person who has a natural aptitude for something, for a job, that is eager to learn, yeah. that has, you know, is just looking to make a little bit more money than what they are. Like, this puts you in a really good position to pitch yourself to small businesses. Yeah. Right? To yeah. entrepreneurs who you're like, that would be a great person to work for. I mean, if you can prove your worth, like they might actually be sitting there going, well, they've got a job, so I don't really know if we could take them from their job. I don't know if we could pay them more than, you know what I mean? Yeah. But really, Matt was like, 
That's it? Yeah. I mean, it's just, inter it's, the whole thing is interesting. No, and I walked out of that thinking, I probably could have told him $50 an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably what- and he wouldn't have batted it. He eye. was expecting. Um, and anyway, so it's just really, really interesting lesson for me, just learning that it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, the, the main lesson here is that the value of something depends on the context. Mm -hmm. The value of something depend on, depends on the context. Yeah. So in the context of that corporate environment, the skill set that I had, the value that I brought, I was worth $18 an hour. Right. But out of that environment, in a whole different area, my worth is different. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be less. Like there could be right. other areas uh, that I could go into that I would be so terrible well, like at the thing. like fast food service. Would yeah. Be, that like would something be a, super a... Uh, random or right. um, that uh, almost anyone can do type mm -hmm. of job or uh, something I was just uniquely terrible at. Like it, <laughs> it might even be lower than that. Right. But but the point is, like stepping out of that into something that I was good at, and then even beyond the skill set component, um, just the whole value worth stuff. Like, it, there's just so many different layers oh here. My, but yeah. I'm reminded of this story of Joshua Bell, who is you know this famed violinist, who, um, and this was many many years ago. But I remember reading this article about this. He went down to like a New York subway or something with a Stradivarius, it's like a $3 million violin or something. So he's sitting down there in the subway playing some of the like most complicated Bach pieces or whatever, I don't even know what he was playing. Mm -hmm. Played for 45 minutes, um, six people stopped to listen to him and threw tips in and over 45 minutes he made $32 doing that, okay? $32. Um, meanwhile, two days earlier, he had sold out this big Which, theater in Boston. $32 an hour is not too shabby for a lot of people. No, oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, but the keep point going, is, keep going. two days earlier, he had sold out this big theater in Boston where it was $100 per ticket, and he had sold that thing out. Um, and so I don't know how big this theater was, but let's say it's a thousand, holds a thousand people. That's $100,000. You know, now obviously he wouldn't get all that, but the point is, is that that's just. But that's so what people were paying Wildly in order to different. See him. Yes. yes. That's what yeah. his worth was in this context. Mm -hmm. In this other context, same guy, same, same skill set, right. but just not being appreciated or valued or whatever. Um, or people are so busy because they're in the subway and they don't have time to right. stop and listen. It doesn't matter what the thing is. The point is it's like his value that he had to offer the world was viewed very, very differently in those two different situations. Yeah, And I think it's important for all of us to understand that. And the takeaway from this is how do we get ourselves in that position where we are valued the most. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this leads to, um, you know, and this is what we talk about in part three of our book, or is it part two? I always get the parts that were confused. <laughs> the, the part where we talk about making money making in money. our book, Simple Bunny Rich Life. So we break it out into a four-part kind of formula for increasing yeah, you know your your worth and increasing the amount that you can earn. It's part two. Part two. Linda's got it. Linda read this book. Has read this book more than anyone in the world. More than me. <laughs> like, but let's hold another side note. So, and we'll just kind of go over this quickly. But you can dive in deeper in the book if you want to mm -hmm. go through this more. But the first part of this is to operate within your giftings. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so. If you are not doing the thing that God has uniquely gifted you to do, yeah. this is like what Einstein meant when he, he this quote that I love so much. Where he said, um, 
Uh, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he will spend his whole life thinking he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So this it's is why true. it's so important to operate within your God-given gifts and talents and things that he has put inside of you, mm -hmm. okay? So if you're a fish, you need to be swimming. If you're a monkey, you need to climb a tree or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever the thing is. So, like, that is the first part of this whole equation um, in terms of getting positioned and lined up right. to doing the thing that is going to be most lucrative for you where you can extract the most value out of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about getting to know that about yourself. Like, I don't, I'm not a... I'm not a super ambitious entrepreneur like you are. And so it took me a while to figure out what my strengths were because I thought, well, if I wasn't doing all the things that you're doing, then I'm just kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> that I don't have that much value to add. But I remember there's, there's something, yeah, it's not true. Like God made us all completely unique. And I, I mean, just trying to find those things, I remember... I was on staff at my old church in St. Louis, and um, we had a luncheon. It was like it was a luncheon for the seniors of our church, for the the people I think like seventy plus or something. And I remember the staff was who, like we were the volunteers. We were the serving, the ones serving because most everyone else was in. It was at work during this point. It was like on a in the middle of a day, so we're all serving. And I remember at the end. I, there's all these people packing stuff up and washing dishes and all this stuff. And I was like walking around talking to people and uh, taking their pictures and doing that. And I thought, oh, people must think I'm not really doing anything. And it, honestly, it kind of bothered me for a little bit, but I felt like it was just coming so naturally to me. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that actually that was exactly what I was supposed to be doing and that yeah. there were other people who were like, that is the last job I would want. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. We had a an IT guy. <laughs> and he there were very few words that he spoke. <laughs> he was just extremely introverted. And I think about him and I'm like, he would so much rather be washing dishes in the kitchen by himself yeah. Than out talking to people. And it's not because he hated them or anything. It was just because different gifting. The way God made his personality, yeah. he he was better off being alone. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, so just I think looking for that, looking for those things, even if when you're like, I don't I don't know what they are, I can't find them. It's it's easy to miss because it's so it comes so naturally to you. That it requires that you try things. Like yeah. that's part of it though. Like it requires yeah. that you try different things. And I think part of this too, like, it's like, what, what excites you? Yeah. Like, what are you talking to your spouse about? What are you talking to your friends about? Like, what are the things that fire you up mm -hmm. in a good way or a bad way? Like, yeah. what are the things that make you angry? Like, there's just so much here. There's so many clues in all of this mm -hmm. to understand, like, what you're gifted towards, you know, what God has put inside of you mm -hmm. to do something with, you know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that manifests different ways, like, at this luncheon like I, it would have it was better for me to to talk to the people the guests take their photos and all that stuff but also to the people that were cleaning up honestly my job with them when I like think back about all this time like I would do stuff but while I was doing things like while I was actually doing the important job I lightened the mood a lot yeah. <laughs> it was like I made it actually enjoyable for people to do this where it could be a really mundane boring job 
Like Good that job. was. I know, but that's you something were the mood that lightener. I was the mood lightener, and the world needs that. Honestly, they do. Like, there's a lot of people who are very serious and it's just like, got to do. We need this more way Lindas. And, but it's this is one of those things that I'm I'm telling you, it took me a long time to figure out because I thought because I wasn't doing it a specific way that other people had told me it should be done. Yeah. I didn't realize that there was any value in that until now I can look back and see. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in the world who and this was like part of like what I had to learn about you. Mm-hmm. Uh is just that. Is that because I am such a three on the Enneagram <laughs> checklist efficiency-minded person Efficiency. that it's best. easy for you and the way you do things to absolutely drive me crazy, but God <laughs> has, um, he's just revealed to me, like, this is your strength. Yes, it is uh, a strength. And it needs to be submitted yeah, to the Yeah, there, there's a balance. Right. Um, absolutely. You know, but for me or anyone else to sit here and tell you that you have to be this, you know, round circle trying to fit into a square thing, like, it's just... It's not right. It's not who it's you were opposite. made. It's not square peg. Whatever. <laughs> you get what I mean. The square round round yes, square. Yeah, but I mean, thing. I think depending on who, what, like how you've been brought up, it could be the opposite where you everybody's a mood lightener and you're actually trying to get things done. And it could be like people are saying, "Don't be like that. You're too serious. You're too whatever." Yeah. But that's actually a strength that God's given you. And I remember. Yeah. I think it was Netanyahu or something. Um, Anyway, had said something to that effect, like kind of what you're talking about, just like he just viewed his role. I mean, I think Winston Churchill might have said something similar too, where Mm -hmm. it's like they had a really hard road, Mm -hmm. a really hard life and of challenging leadership and whatever, and um, just didn't, to your point, like didn't see their role as just being all jolly and smiles all the time. Like they were on this earth for a significant, heavy purpose that they had to Mm -hmm. accomplish that was a big deal. And it wasn't, it wasn't a light and easy load where they, you know, so. But maybe they had a Linda next to them kind of (laughs) lightening the mood a little bit. Maybe. Just to help them get through, right? Yeah. So anyway. That was a long kind that of. That was a there. long. All right, I want to go. I want to finish these other mm. these four points though. Um, so the first one is operating within your giftings. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second one is continuing to learn and to hone your skills yeah. and whatever gifts God has given you. Right. And we don't need to go deep on each of these, but uh, but that is a really important part. So once we identify what is the thing that God has gifted me to, how can I work towards it and improve upon that? Mm-hmm. How can I grow in that area? You know, yeah. so if he's given you a gift musically, how can you grow and develop that? Yeah. Okay. Um, the third one is to solve significant problems mm-hmm. or make the world better. Like right. this is, um, this is why, you know, somebody at Chipotle is getting paid whatever, $12 an hour to make burritos and why e- Elon Musk is the, first or second richest person in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Elon is solving some of the world's biggest problems. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and we, we could take the whole Twitter thing. <laughs> I don't know where that falls into the spectrum, but if we just look at SpaceX and he's literally trying to get people off of Earth and get them onto <clears throat> Mars and live on Mars, that's a pretty significant problem. Then solving the problem of uh, electric cars that no one has successfully been able to do. Right. Um, and yeah. those are just really, really big problems. And as a result of solving them with just a little bit of success, he uh, Twitter. He was able to buy Twitter. Boom. He just there you go. It out. That's what happens. He just was like, I think I want that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and buy Twitter. 
What if it was like a some sort of bet? Somebody was like, "Hey, I bet you can't buy." If Twitter. you lose, you have to buy Twitter. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a pretty funny bet. I like the "I bet you can't buy Twitter" better. You do. All right. Oh man, why'd you buy Twitter? I lost a bet. I lost a bet. <laughs> um, all right. And then the last point is that you want to meet demand and give customers whatever the thing is that they want, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. And so those four pieces kind of working together, that's what we're talking about here. Right. Anyway, with those four things, growing in each one of those, moving forward in each of those, that yep. is going to be how you're going to be able to raise really what you're worth, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and get yourself in a context where you are able to be worth more. Yep. So um, what else? I don't know, but can we wrap this up? I gotta go jump out of a plane in a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, so one other kind of last piece that I'll throw in here. If you're an employee and something like super practical that you can do, mm -hmm. um, you can just go to glassdoor.com, that website. And the site is great because it gives you the average salary um, for your position, whatever it is I you're doing. This. And so it's a great way to kind of peek and see all right, if I'm doing this, this is what the average is. Mm -hmm. The average earnings are for that. Right. So it's just great information to have. Um, so in my case, you know, I could have looked at the obscure job that I was doing when I was in corporate America <laughs> and Did found out what that was that? and then identified, all right, so if I'm a barista, I will be worth this much. Right. If I go do this other web thing that I was going to do, it's like, it's just good information to mm -hmm. have, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's a little thing to do there. But... At the end of the day, your task for this week is just to spend some time praying and thinking about this, yeah. identifying are you where you need to be, mm -hmm. um, and how can you increase the amount that you are worth. And yeah. To know your worth and to get in a position where you're worth more and you're being paid more. Yeah. Like that's our goal. So, right. um, so yeah. So spend some time praying about that, and uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. We need to go do some parenting. <laughs> And we can hear things slamming around. All right. So that's all for today. See ya. Bye. We really love creating fresh content for you each week, but if you have not checked out our book, Simple Money, Rich Life, this really is our best work, and we have some free resources we want to tell you about. So if you enjoy listening to our soothing voices, then you can download chapter one of the audiobook. And if you prefer to read, we have the first two chapters of the ebook version. Or we even have a five-week book study outline based on this book, and you can download all of this for free at seedtime.com slash samples.